gotta pop a drink. Last time it was, I don't know if it was last time, but recently it was you and not me. So, this time I decided to save mine. Cheers. Yes. Mmm. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I am Amy, and sitting next to me is Caleb. <laughs> uh, why were you staring at me like that? Why was I staring at you like what? I'm just waiting know. to be introduced, <laughs> and now you're laughing at me. But yeah, it kind of has become sort of like tradition to start with opening something, a beverage. And we normally talk about what we're drinking while we're doing this podcast. So, what are you drinking? Because this drinking, is something new. I know this is actually you. what you know. What I was thinking about doing this in our um, and we put out or we are going to <laughs> put out some like nomad guides. Yeah, you know we have uh-huh. a few, and I wanted to start like including my favorite local beer. Yeah, in the city because a lot of times where we go, I will at least try a few different of the locale breweries in town. The locale or the local? The what's the difference? I don't know. Locale just sounds like so much fancier. Locale? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Whatever. You know, I was just trying to say it fancy mm-hmm. <laughs> to sound like a beer snob, even though I'm not, because I'll be like, this beer is good. That'll be my review on it. <laughs> no, you'll be uh, like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking, this is like the most complex beer I've ever had. It's called Modelo Especial, and I just can't handle all the flavor for the notes. Gentlemen. Yes, Modelo is the best. Uh, but now I'm drinking a Independence Pass IPA. And who's the brewery? Independence Pass Ale IPA from Aspen Brewing Company. And are we in Aspen? No, we're not in Aspen. We haven't been to Aspen in a minute. I know. In like two years coming up. Oh, wow. You're right. But maybe we should go to Aspen because we heard about some cool spots. I know, we have. Yeah, Aspen's been coming up a little bit lately in our lives. It has, and yeah. here we are, drinking Aspen IPAs, Independence Pass. So what's your, give us like a quick little review on it. Um, it's not my favorite one <laughs> that okay. we've come across recently. Uh, it's not, I, I do like it better than um, what I had last night, which was the Odell 90 Shilling oh, yeah. IPA. Uh-huh. That was a little too malty for my, mm-hmm. my taste. This one is good, though. This one's drinkable. Um, a little like, strong, so I can only have f- a few, but I'm also old. getting weak. Yeah, out. So, like, would you purchase again? Like, would you recommend it? I would probably, I mean, I would probably try something else next time. Okay. But, you know, I might come back to it down the road. Just don't see yourself, like, thinking about it and craving it when you I don't wouldn't, have it. I would not stray away from it like I would okay. uh, maybe some others I've tried. Fair. I don't can't name them off the top of my head right now, but there's Fair. a few that I will be like, eh, I tried it once, and I probably won't try it again. But this one, it's like, yeah, I could come back to it. So there's, right. a, there's a little segue. Very cool. Well, I'm drinking <laughs> um, lime-flavored LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> Yes, and to give my, you know, take on lime-flavored LaCroix, um, LaCroix. lime is typically one of my favorite, LaCroix. Okay. Okay. It is usually one of my favorite um, flavors of sparkling waters, Um, but I do prefer Waterloo to LaCroix. We have, I think both you and I have come to that conclusion, Um, but the Waterloo... (laughs) This is the Waterloo here is super expensive, and the Lacroix is a lot cheaper. So I got Lacroix this time instead. Um, but oh, how the tables have turned! I do love lime flavored sparkling water. So cool. Would drink again. I don't think anyone asked. I'm just kidding. No, that's that's cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Okay. 
Ah, you know. Anyways. <laughs> well, Segway. I'm, I'm a little thrown off now. I don't know. I feel like anything I say, no one asks, so. <laughs> uh, no, I, I ask. So we're not in Aspen, so where are we? We're in Twin Lakes, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? I it's... know. Hold on. Jetson. Jet. Jet. We decided to record this podcast outside, so... Yeah, we've got eyes on the dogs, and Jet is just assigned to be a little, you know, sniffer right now. So, we might have to be calling him back. But, yes, we are in Twin Lakes, Colorado right now. And, I mean, we have finally... How are you feeling? How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm going to ask all the questions now after you roasted okay. me Okay. my joke. You roasted so, me first. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How am I feeling? Yeah, how are you feeling right now, right this moment? Right now, in this moment, I feel really blissed out. I just told you that a little bit before we... you have been feeling blissed out. Because what did you do today? Oh, man, today... just hitting you with all the questions. Okay, well, yesterday... So what did the day at Twin Lakes look like today? Okay, well, I feel like today kind of feeds off of yesterday. So yesterday we shot a wedding, and it was up at Arapahoe Basin. It was just a so beautiful such a fun night um it was a late one and we did decide after the wedding to drive back here to twin lakes which is like an hour away which is where we had been the past few nights too so so yeah today kind of fed off of yesterday because it was of course a long day of like shooting and um you know working and then we worked late and then we still decided to like drive all the way out here after so i mean i didn't go to bed i think till like 1 a.m which is like extremely late. It's for very you. late for me. That would be like four a.m. to, to most the people. normal people. The person I think <laughs> I would say that like one a.m. is pretty late for you. Yeah, it is very late for me. Um, because I'm usually like ten thirty. Ten thirty. Yeah, in yeah. the summer probably ten thirty eleven. Uh, I mean, yeah, you'll yeah. start like drifting maybe around like nine forty five to ten. <laughs> There's a little drift window, fifteen minute <laughs> drift window Sleep where. Sleep drifter. Yeah, where if I look back, your eyes might be closed. And but I still might be a little conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll definitely mm-hmm. wake up if I were to say something to you. And probably <laughs> in general. But yeah, after 10.30, there's possibility that you will not wake up again till the morning. Mm-hmm. This so. is true. This is true. So, yes, this is super true. late. This is the way. Super late after... This is what he wanted. <laughs> Lance. Super late so, after... <laughs> that's a Lance. Oh, the Lance. Super late after a long day of shooting. Um... And so, yeah, all that to say, today fed off of yesterday just because, like, I feel like I really need it. And I think you did, too, just a day to, like, relax, unwind, and recover from the long work day yesterday. I mean, I mean, the wedding hangover is a thing in yeah. the industry, you know. It's just, you do feel burned out, even if it's a fun day, mm-hmm. which yesterday was awesome. We were mm-hmm. in the most beautiful setting, like, literally, in the mountains uh, at very high elevation. Yeah. Eleven thousand five hundred feet. Eleven thousand five hundred feet is where the wedding took place. Yeah. That is crazy. And the reception. And the reception, yeah. yes. And where the alcohol was served <laughs> <laughs> at the reception. No, awesome wedding. But yeah, after like I mean, overall, adding in driving time, mm-hmm. shooting time, traveling time, and driving back goes over like a ten hour day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you're just kind of worn out from that. Yeah. So I knew I needed today to like just be easy, take it slow, just really like stay in tune with what I need and like not judge that, whatever that is. So what did I do today to answer your question? Yes. 
<laughs> had to give some backstory. Yes. So yes, we backstory is important. You know, since we drove in late, and this is something. I mean, this is something that comes with van life or living on the road. Since we drove into Twin Lakes late, like we got here around twelve forty-five a.m. Uh-huh. Um, we so actually, you go in the bed. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, you go in the bed at one a.m. Isn't so bad. We like got, <laughs> got in the bed in fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, we got there parked, and I like got in bed. That's another perk of van life. So you were about to talk <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, I was saying a part of van life is like if yeah, if you're pulling in somewhere that late, it's pitch dark. Even though we know this area like with our eyes closed, the back of our hand, whatever. Um, Which one? Eyes closed both. or the back of your hand? Back no. of my hand with my eyes closed. Um, Do it now. You have to know that, like, when you pull in at 12.45 a.m., you're just going to pull somewhere in part. Like, you're not going to scout out your spot and, like, really, you know, like, drive far down the road and find the spot that you want to stay for the next week. Like, you're just going to, like, there's a big lot here, like, a big parking lot here where you can park overnight as well. And we just pulled into there. and (laughs) Yeah, that was our plan. That's that's kind of the beauty of it. It's like, we're like, let's Mm -hmm. not worry about trying to find a place around uh we were up in keystone yeah or like that we haven't stayed in before in the dark like i'd rather we both were like we'd rather just drive an hour back ish or an hour plus back Uh to twin lakes knowing that we can just pull up into this lot there's gonna be space and we just Mm -hmm. need to sleep it's gonna be late yeah so yeah which is morning we can wake up and move which is exactly what we did a legal lot to sleep in want to put that not all parking lots obviously are legal to sleep in but no this is a lot on the blm land for camping and parking and And recreational activities yes Yes, exactly um so yeah that's exactly what we did so we woke up and immediately just woke up got the van you know put all our stuff away so that we could drive and drove and found a spot you know like five seconds down the road <laughs> yeah um yeah. but drove and found our spot like five minutes yeah. to, to move down the road landed unload you know set everything up now unloaded really everything settled. yes really settled and what's the sign of like we've really settled in your mind oh goodness there's a few okay the altar is set up that was the first one that came to my mind yep. family feud we're doing pretty good <laughs> yes the most points altar set up um bing 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 for reference on that, we have like a little altar space <laughs> with where we put all like our crystals and our cards. And um, obviously, anytime we drive, we have to like take that down because it would just fly everywhere. So, yeah, really settled and landed once that is set up. Because if we're going to stay somewhere like last night when we just pulled in, like I'm not going to set the altar up just to sleep. So that's one thing. Another thing, if we're at Twin Lakes, Roxanne being blown up. Roxanne, the paddleboard. The paddleboard. We have now. The blow-up paddleboard. Another settling thing is, yeah, if we lay our mat out in our chairs. If Jet gets to lay in his chair all day. Yeah. If we put the sarong out over Jet to give him shade. Yes, yeah. this is what we do for the corgi. Corgi <laughs> privilege is a real thing. So those are some things. So, yes, we got this spot and did all that. <laughs> then after that, I... I like how this day is building very slowly, but yeah. very beautifully. We kind of like trailing off in the little branches. Yeah, there's a lot of backstory. You know, yeah. you said you got to tell the backstory. Exactly. Um, and then you made some coffee for us. Ooh, yeah. It was very good. And so I sat outside and had my coffee and I read and journaled. Nice. That also feels like settling. <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah, more if I have the journal. time and space but for that. You've been reading and journaling a lot recently. I know it's I been feel like, really and good. We haven't. I mean, we have had moments of settling, but we haven't had just a, like, a week-long no, settle. No, not a week-long. We like, moved. settlements these days have been, like, three or four days at a time. 
but I'm just taking what I can get, you know. Well, I mean, I think we talked about it at Twin Lakes. It only takes you like three hours to to become settled at Twin Lakes. So So I did that, and then I worked out, and then you made us breakfast. (laughs) Oh, wow, go me. I know. Coffee and breakfast, I know. So we had breakfast, and then I took Roxanne out on the lake. The Roxanne board. the paddleboard. Roxanne the paddleboard. On the lake with Kona. Kona came with me, and yes. this was like, so Kona has been on the paddleboard with us a few times, but I've always tried to stay really, like, I don't take him out for long, um, just because I don't know how he's going to act, but I felt really comfortable this time. And so I took him, like, really out. Like, we went out in the middle of the lake, and we were Without gone. A li- he did not have a life jacket on. No, but, but he's the a good water, swimmer. he is a good swimmer, and the water right now is low. So, like, I always felt like we were close enough to a shore where, yeah. like, if he did jump out, like, we would be able to get to shore fast enough. Like, he wouldn't have swum a really long time. Um and yeah, we I mean, we were gone for like two hours <laughs> on the paddleboard. Then I came back and had lunch. And then, oh, took a shower, which is nice. like... Nice, our summer shower. Huge. Took a shower, had lunch. Then um, you went out on the paddleboard, so I had some alone time. And I like read some poetry and... So you did not consider you going out on the paddleboard alone time? No, because Kona was... Well, I guess... Okay. Well, going out on the paddleboard is always alone time. <laughs> Being in the van is not always that's alone true. time. That's true. Being in the van is I guess that's why I felt like I needed to time. specify. Okay, cool. Read some poetry and did some yoga. Um, and then here we are now. Here we are now recording a podcast. So, yeah. What's up Monday? So it's been, What's it has been a Monday? recovery ground. Like I literally feel like I've done all of my grounding practices <laughs> today, all in one day. So feeling pretty grounded, eh? Yeah. Feeling blissed out. That, that blissed it out. comes full circle back to mm-hmm. why are you feeling blissed out? What did mm-hmm. you do today? And there it is. We have the evidence. So that's like. Cheers to yeah. that. Cheers to that. That's kind of so like you a know, normal day at Twin Lakes right there. Yeah. I mean, if For like, if we don't do work, like well, I didn't really, I didn't do any work today. Well, I did. You did, but I didn't do any work today. So like if I don't do work. Yeah. Like a normal day would be that minus some things plus some work. You know, still good though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been very cool being here in this season because we've gotten to experience something new and we've got to do something new that we've always wanted to do and we have not been able to do. Well, we we did it. We tried. We tried last year. There is no try. Try, do or do not. There is no try. I don't like that saying guy once said <laughs> you don't like that you've saying? said that like i feel like within the last week and i told you i don't like it yeah i love it because i like try i like trying cool <laughs> <laughs> um so last year we did try to go foraging around like this exact same time this exact same time in this exact same place in this exact same place <laughs> and trying to, i'm talking about foraging for mushrooms and we saw nothing and it was very baffling because we had both been like reading and like studying up on like foraging in Colorado and apparently Colorado is one of the best states for foraging like didn't you say second it's the second yeah I mean don't quote me on these stats but I read that recently too it's like the second uh 
I most think only diverse. most diverse and like most species of mushrooms mm-hmm. uh, from any other state yeah. or second in line of all the states. Mm-hmm. I think only Alaska is first. Yeah. Is I believe. But yeah, Colorado was like second in terms of like how many different species of mushrooms they have and like yeah. So we were reading all this last fungi. year and like reading about where to find them and it was like aspen groves and like pine trees and like we were like oh my, that's literally where in we the are forest. and in, like the yeah. elevation like yes. the elevation we were at and it was like the time of year was like june yeah, to september yeah. or like july to september which is when we were here last year so we tried a couple of times and we just we saw nothing and we were feeling really confused and kind of defeat like are we really this bad that like well, we can't find mushrooms in like one of the best states in the country to find mushrooms. <laughs> well, remember, I, you know, so this was a learning moment because I remember once we started kind of like reading about mushrooms mm-hmm. and stuff and just like, um, well, okay, we watched the movie Fantastic Fungi, which is now on Netflix. Go watch it. Yes. If you haven't seen it, it is very uh, intelligent. It's full of knowledge? Yeah, it's full of knowledge. Or, like, full of information? (laughs) Full of information, full of knowledge, full of, like, thinking points. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just full of awesome videography. (laughs) Time lapses. Yeah, all the time lapses of of the mushrooms growing is so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, we had watched that. We were getting more into, like, finding and seeing and, like, analyzing wild mushrooms. Also, we're just living outside. So, we're just... Yeah, so we tried to forage and saw found nothing. Yes. Absolutely. Nothing. So what was the learning point you were getting to? Damn it. Oh. <laughs> you started with like this felt like a real big learning point. Wow, I just completely okay. forgot. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so we kind of left last summer feeling really confused and like kind of just like, man, maybe we just suck at foraging. It came to me. Okay. I remember originally we thought we couldn't find any mushrooms because Colorado was bad uh, at growing mushrooms because of the high elevation, the dry climate, Mm -hmm. and lots of sun. Mm -hmm. Like mushrooms need some sun, but not a whole lot of sun. But then and they need moisture. And they need moisture, which Colorado is typically very dry. Yeah. Um, And it's not that warm up here either most of the time. I mean, even I mean it's good. Seventies. Yeah. Um. And then we learned, like, no, it was opposite. Colorado is actually the perfect climate for, like, the most mushrooms, or second most in terms mm-hmm. of the U.S. So that was our learning point. Came back to me. I drew a blank, and I recovered. Yes. Yes, good job. Thank you. So this year, we knew we were going to be back here, and we were like, let's just, like, I mean, we were obviously going to go hiking and walk on the trails here, and so we just kind of were, like, keeping an eye out for mushrooms, and Oh my goodness, this year, like, they are everywhere. They're everywhere. Well, we just pulled into our spot to park, <laughs> and uh, I think I just walked out into to go the pee. forest to pee and immediately saw, like, five different types of mushrooms mm-hmm. just growing in the forest around me. I was like, what? This <laughs> is crazy. And I was like, Amy, there are, are mushrooms everywhere. And it's so true. I'm still, like since we've been here for a few days, if you just put like a little plot of like a five foot square radius anywhere in the forest, you'll probably find a mushroom growing yeah. there. Yeah. That's how like, that's how many different fungi are out there right now. It's pretty crazy. And so, yeah, then we went and walked on the same trail we walked on last year, like literally these, 
exact days last year, and yeah, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're at every turn, every nook and cranny <sighs> of the forest is a different type of mushroom growing. It is so cool. Like, and it's hilarious because last year when we went, we were like, because they like to grow under like dead things. So, you know, we were like pulling up dead trees and like dead branches that had fallen off. I like mean, we, we were, were scavenging. We, were, we knew and also had a feeling like, a good feeling of the spots we needed to look yes. to forage. Like, we weren't just, we weren't going in blind. Though, yeah, because we had researched. Because we had researched mm-hmm. and we had read stuff. So, like, we felt like we had analyzed some of the areas in the forest where it's like, okay, this is where we've read that mushrooms would like to go. Uh, and this kind of, like, I don't know, ground climate. What, what's the word for that? Like the, Soil? The, yeah, the, the matter the of earth? the ground. Yeah, the matter of the mm-hmm. earth. And just, yeah, where they grew, and we couldn't find any. And now it's like if you don't step on one when you go to pee, you're probably you're, you're probably stepping on one. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. <laughs> I think yeah. I step on one every time I go to pee. I'm like, oh, shit, there's another mushroom right there. Yeah, it's been, it's been crazy, and it's been very, very cool. And so then we were kind of left with, like, well, shit, what happened last year? Like, okay, now we know we're not crazy. We're not just really bad foragers. Like, something happened last year. So... Then I started looking into that, found out, yes, apparently last year just the climate was not, like there wasn't, mushrooms need an equal amount of moisture and an equal amount of heat. And there wasn't the right, like really it was moisture last year the more. The balance was off. There, yeah, the balance was off and it was mainly on moisture's fault. There was not enough moisture. <laughs> mainly on moisture. And so they Damn just, you moisture. they don't grow. So I mean like there literally are, and I, then I started really like reading back and like Besides last year, there have been, like, I think 20, I don't know. There have been other years in the last, like, five, six, or seven years that were kind of like last year where they just, like, the stars did not align. The heat and the moisture could not get their shit together, and the mushrooms didn't grow. And so, like, apparently that just happens. Like, there are some summers where, like, it just doesn't happen. Well, when they do align, it is insane (laughs) out here today. I feel like we're reporting live from, like, the mushroom (laughs) kingdom here. It's like, okay, I see a little slippery jack mushroom over there, and there's a little woolly wool cap over there. Yeah, so tell us. And there's a funeral bell mushroom over there. I was going to say, tell us some of the mushrooms that we have seen. (laughs) Tell. We we probably sound like such mushroom experts, and we are not that way. I wouldn't say we're experts, but, I mean, like, I definitely know a lot more than I did 18 months ago. That is true. It kind of feels like how I feel about the car, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, I've learned a lot about car maintenance and especially, like, diesel van maintenance. But the more you know, it's like you learn there's so much more to know out there. Yeah, that that's true. It's like, okay, I learned 5%, but I only thought there was 100% to learn, and now there's 300% to <laughs> learn. So, like, the percentages are a week. So, but... We have learned a little bit thanks to some cool apps that we use mm-hmm. and also a book we have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're actively trying to learn about these fantastic fungi. Yes, yes. So what, <laughs> what are some of the ones we've seen? So um, we've seen, I mean, we're going by, uh, it's very hard to identify mushrooms. That is number one in terms of. Okay, disclaimer. Disclaimer. If you're going to go foraging. And you're going to try, if you want to eat what you're foraging, obviously be 100% sure of what you're going to eat. That should, like, that should be said. Yeah. Because there are obviously mushrooms out there that can kill you. There are also some that won't kill you, but just make you really sick. Well, so. from what I've been learning, even in the last few days, um, it's pretty hard for a mushroom to actually kill you. Even the Amanita muscara? Yes. From what I've read, you can actually 
cook that down to where it is. It uh, kills all that stuff. Yeah, it is edible. Um, though it might still give you some stomach issues. Yeah. But most, um, what I kind of found out is like if you cook well, pretty much any mushroom, the fatality like rate is very low. Like most times, you'll just get really sick or nauseous. But nauseous. still. But still. If you're like you know <laughs> prone to poor health, then yeah, it might. It could. It well, could still, have just effects. don't. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. So, what are we doing? We are. <laughs> we are doing. We, we are doing. Uh, mushroom foraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to let this helicopter go by. Okay. Because it's so loud. Helicopter it's like we're in Marana again. All right, resume. Okay. Where was I? You know how easily I lose my train of thought. <laughs> you were talking about some of the mushrooms that we found. Oh, right, 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 right. So, the ones I've been, like pretty confidently slash com- pretty confidently to confidently been able to identify is uh, puff balls mm-hmm. um, giant puff balls and slippery jacks mm-hmm. or it's like slippery jacks is kind of like it's a little bit of an umbrella term I think there's some specific kinds of slippery jacks um, I've seen a uh, inky ink cap mm-hmm. those were very cool shaggy mane what about the purple one. I don't know what those are called. Oh. Uh, it's on my phone. Yeah. It's been pulled up. But there was like, kind of like a false turkey's tail with like a purple rim. Outer rim, which was crazy. Yeah. But not edible. Yeah. <laughs> don't eat the purple mushrooms. <laughs> we also definitely have seen Amanita muscara, which I think everyone will recognize that type of mushroom. It is the one that the mushroom in Super Mario Brothers is like. Uh, kind of designed after. Yes. It's the red mushrooms with the white dots. And, and it literally looks like that. Yes, it does. But we don't, we haven't found any of those around Twin Lakes. It was only when we went to Leadville <laughs> to recycle and we mm-hmm. were like driving up the mountain because the recycling and level levels at like 10,500 mm-hmm. feet, the recycling is probably at 11,500 <laughs> feet. I don't know why you have to drive a thousand <laughs> feet up in Leadville just to recycle, but that's where they put the recycling center. <laughs> So you drive up through, like, the forest, mm-hmm. and, yeah, just driving up the road to recycle, there was just, you could see them. Just huge, out the window. Out the window. Mm-hmm. And we just pulled over and just, like, both went our separate ways yeah. through the forest, just, like, chasing the mushrooms. You could see them, like, all through the forest, because there wasn't a lot of, like, foliage. Mm-hmm. And they were really big, too. They were really big. And yeah. red. Like, yeah. bright, yeah. vibrant red. Yeah. Those were really cool. Deep red. Those are definitely poisonous. Don't mess with those, but you can look at them and admire their beauty because they are they are something to admire. Um, and then we actually ended up foraging and harvesting a mushroom. Caleb, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because you are the one who has <laughs> well, interacted with this mushroom the most. So Yes, can you? Yes, true. So we did one that we were on the hunt for. We mm-hmm. had like a list of some of the like the common, top five, top five like common, uh, edible and like easy to distinguish and like pl- you know plenty of mm-hmm. mushroom in Colorado, kind of like the top five. And um, we have been looking. I actually was using that last year. Yeah. The same like kind of like article that I read when we were foraging found nothing, but um, I think we found a few this time. Mm-hmm. One being the puffballs are edible, but they're not ready yet. They're not ripe yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting to pick the puffballs. I'm a little we'll wary. I'm if, wary on the puffballs. For some reason, Amy's wary on the puffballs. Because um, they can. Which is smart. You should be wary of all mushrooms. Yes, all I mushrooms. am. <laughs> I am. Well, anyways, one of the ones we were looking for is uh, 
I guess the umbrella term would be the porcini. Yes. Um, now, there's obviously a couple different kinds of that mushroom. Some being the worst would give you guess. How do you say that? Like it upsets something. Yeah, upsets essen- stomach. Essentially. I don't know how to say that word. Gastronominal. 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 What? I kind of think that's yes. it. And I think you just made fun of me. Really? And you were right? Well, I don't know. I don't I know the word, know. so I can't speak. <laughs> but uh, I think, yeah, some of the ones, uh, specifically ones with yellow pores or orange pores, they have pores instead of gills. If you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, go watch Fantastic Fungi. Yeah. Plug. But Paul also, Stamets, you, can hire just, us. you can picture pores. <laughs> Like, you know, underneath a mushroom, most mushrooms, well, yeah. you see, if you flip the cap under, you see gills. So this mushroom has Which pores. Which look like bowling alley lanes. Or like a fish gill. Or a fish gill. Yes. Or, but like this mushroom. bowling alley lanes better, <laughs> as an analogy. The porcini underneath on the underside, it does not have gills. It has pores, so it looks kind of like a sponge. It looks very spongy, and uh, these are supposed to be very, I mean... We checked off, I feel like, they we checked off all the boxes on what we found. Yes. Uh, for the porcinis we found on the hike with everyone. Both the dogs oh, came Oh, yeah, the dogs hike. came on our foraging hike. Yes. And uh, I had, we had both been on the trail and, like, seen a bunch of different mushrooms, but this is one we hadn't seen before. And uh, one of the distinguishing factors I was looking for was the white pores over the yellow or the orange pores. This one had white pores. It was bulbous. Like, mm-hmm. the bottom was more uh, bulby. And it has got, a netted stem. has a netted stem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the brown cap. And then the last thing, which we tried this morning was cutting it and seeing if it turned blue, that mm-hmm. would be another sign. It was no good, but this one was fine. Yeah. And so, yeah, I cooked it up this morning for breakfast and tried some. Mm-hmm. We forged that wild mushroom. We cooked it and we ate it. Well, we researched it. We forged researched it. it. We researched it more. We harvested it. We researched yes. it more. <laughs> yes. I mean, I felt like we we had checked off all the boxes of at least it couldn't be the bad ones. Well, it couldn't be the bad ones. And with this type, like porcini or like the king bolette. Yes. Um, Which I don't think it's a king. We don't okay. have like, that version of it. Okay. But with this, um, like the porcini, um, all the research that we found, all the reading we've been doing, like even if it was a not like I'm putting air quotes a non-edible one all it would do is just upset your stomach a little bit like it wouldn't do anything like it there's it's not going to kill you it's not going to anything like that anything serious you would just probably and yeah like because I've got a couple of I think we have like a some you know some like boundaries with it and I feel like that would be one and then another would be like it didn't or I guess this is maybe just me it doesn't there are a lot, there are some mushrooms that you'll read about if you do research, you know, you'll read and like, this one is edible, but a lot of people, like, be really, really careful. You could mistake it for this one, which is not edible. The yes. porcinis really don't, you can't mistake them for a non-edible one. No. Like, they don't have any non-edible look Well, the pore is a kind of a huge thing yeah. for them. Like, most of the other ones that are like, yeah. That is that is probably the hardest thing I've learned about foraging for mushrooms is every, like, delicious and beautiful type of mushroom that you want to hunt there's like a mock evil twin of that yeah that is like if you eat that one it'll kill you yeah but <laughs> if you eat like, this it one looks, it's delicious if you eat this one it's like the best it's like you know the best tasting thing you've ever had yeah. and if you eat that one uh you'll be on your deathbed yeah. and they look very you know exactly the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. um because all the mushrooms i mean even this ones that we've seen that are in the same family like look very different mm-hmm. different sizes different yeah. shapes like so identifying mushrooms is hard so yeah we definitely I feel like we did our research on these. We kind of like 
made our boxes of like, all right, we need to check for these things mm-hmm. to make sure it's not poisonous. The worst that could happen was that um, I could be bent over with, you know, stomach Gastronominal pains. pains. Gastronominal <laughs> pains for 24 hours, which is why you decided to let me try it first. Yes. Um, so, yes, technically, as of the recording of this podcast, I am the only one to have eaten the wild mushroom. Yes. Um, our porcini mushroom. Our porcini mushroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it felt like at the worst, which I, it didn't. Like I said, we analyzed it as much as we could. I feel confident it's a porcini. Yes. Yes. And it's not one of the ones that apparently give people uh, stomach pains. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, mushrooms are weird in general. Some people just get stomach pains from eating portobello mushrooms, yeah. you know. So that is always the case, too. So every thing we've read, too, is always like, well, even if it is an edible mushroom, a wild one, like, just try a little bit bit of it at first to see if your personal like mm-hmm. digestive system likes it yeah. or wants to handle it yeah um so yeah I, so you're like let's see not quite 12 hours in to having i would say you're like eight hours in eight hours in yeah so not a full probably digestive system yet for no. the shroomies but how are you noticing I, any symptoms or side effects or no i've i felt good Tell um, us about the taste. <laughs> the taste. Yes. I love this. You cooked them very, very well. I did. That, oh, and then, like I mentioned earlier, or mm. aforementioned, mm-hmm. uh, even if they were poisonous, if you cook them really well, they won't, they shouldn't be fatal. Do you know that, like, can, should we put that information out there? Do you know that for sure? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty confident in that information, I think. Okay. I mean, but also be just be smart. Like, yeah, don't go, I mean, like. I did see where the fly agaric, mm-hmm. another name for it, the Mario mushroom, mm-hmm. the red one with the white dots, is possible to, like, you have to, like, boil it, like, twice and then cook it and then, like, cook it down and it's edible to where uh, that one you can actually feel, like, some hallucinogenic effects. Mm-hmm. But don't do that at home, kids, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so. Don't take, we are not experts. We are not experts. Yes, we are. We are just explaining our experience this is our take you know it's our podcast we can give our opinion yes we are and, giving our uh, opinion and our take we are not giving advice and we are not telling anyone to do anything no except for to watch fantastic fungi well, yes <laughs> we are going to tell you to do that watch fantastic fungi yeah but eight Lots hours in normal yeah, and then yeah tell us about normal. the taste oh, taste uh very earthy Mm-hmm. <laughs> cannot stress that enough i don't think it was like the premier porcini type of porcini <laughs> that we're going for that everyone says is like their favorite mushroom ever mm-hmm. but is it's definitely an edible type and um and it was just super it was a very cool experience like like even cooking them i was like getting so stoked <laughs> i was just like i'm about to eat. like i picked this with my hand out of the ground in a spot that's become very special to us mm-hmm. um and mother and earth just like provided mother it for earth us provi- yeah and like we got like three pounds worth of, out of three mushrooms, yeah. which we have, we still have a few. Um, so, but. yeah, based on, you know, how this settles in your body, um, I might be trying this porcini wild mushroom as well. I mean, I probably, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, um, what have I seemed different today? Have I been like puking anywhere? You've been a lot, I don't know, you've been really sweet today, so I think you should eat these. <laughs> so every- you definitely <laughs> want to eat the porcini. <laughs> Okay, I see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean that's what wild mushrooms because you know what I felt grounded from that whole experience. I think it's yeah. been really cool. Like yeah, from the whole from the whole we've come full circle from even like we felt like newbies mm-hmm. noobs last year. Get good at 
foraging scrubs. Yes. Uh, and we couldn't find anything and thought we were idiots. And then this year, it's like we've we've learned a whole lot in the yeah. last year about just wild mushrooms and like. And then once we got here and they were literally like everywhere, I feel like the last week we have done a deep dive into just uh, different kinds of mushrooms, analyzing them. Well, we've done a deep dive into like the ones around us. The ones around us. Like before that, it was kind of just like mushrooms in general. So like obviously the really popular ones. Yes. um, We were learning a lot about. The ones you'll find at like the grocery store. Yes. Like lion's mane, oyster, Mm -hmm. shiitake. Chaga, turkey tail, all those. Um, but yes, now being here, we took a deep dive into like the locale. Yes, the, the local, wild, the, locale, most... the wild mushrooms of the locale. Yeah, so it's been very, very cool, and and yeah, we found yeah. where you went. I mean, confident enough to find some and pick them and cook them and eat them this morning. And as of right now, I feel normal. Cool. Except very, very cool and like grounded from the experience. Of like, <laughs> you feel normal except cool. So except, you don't normally feel really cool. <laughs> I, don't, I don't normally feel really cool. No, I just feel very, you know, like you were saying, you had the grounding day. I had yeah. like the, that, now that full circle of, I guess I want to give myself 24 hours too, you know. We're not through with the. It is. The, it's, it is a porch. <laughs> like you ate an yes, edible porcini we mushroom. Yes, yes. And I cooked it very well and it was. It was good and earthy. Yeah. And, uh... So, okay, how would you want to prepare it next? Like, what do you think... Because I asked you this morning when you are eating it how it was, and you were like... I mean, it, you said really earthy, and you're like, I feel like it'd be good, like, you know, in something else, not just, like, by... Like, you were just yeah. eating them by themselves. Like, how... What's a dish you have in mind? A dish? Uh, Chef. I mean, I would I would mix it in with our veggies this time. I, mm-hmm. I pretty much ate it, like, just on its own to yeah. try and get the taste. Yeah. Because I wanted to get the full experience and taste of, like... I'm eating this wild mushroom. Like, yeah. what does it taste like? Even though I put some, there was olive oil and some, like, soy sauce on mm-hmm. it. Um, I, yeah, I just wanted to taste it. And it was very earthy. I think it would be good mixed into our typical, like, veggie scramble. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I see a lot of uh, information where, like, if they're not one of, the, like, the prime mushrooms. I mean, most of the prime mushrooms that taste the best. Morels. Can, well, morels. But yeah. you're, like, all the top tasting mushrooms you can find in grocery stores. So there's yeah. lot. I think there's lots of edible mushrooms out there. There's just like no one wants to eat them. Because they won't make you. They won't kill you or make you feel sick. They just like are bland or bitter mm-hmm. or earthy. Yes. Um, yes. And that's a lot. I feel like a lot of the ones I've been reading about that are around here that are edible, like that I've been reading it's like, about. Yeah, they're like, you can eat it, but you don't want to. Yeah, they're like. like it I mean, it's like nothing. Dirt. Yeah, yes. they're like it, there's not really good flavor. Like it's not that great. So. And I think that is kind of the porcini we have. Okay. But I've read, like, with that stuff, you can it's, it goes really well in, like, soups and pastas. But uh, we don't make a lot of soups and pastas. We could make pasta, though. We could make pasta, and I think it'd be good. Like, a kind of earthy, like, you know, that texture in pasta, it's almost like seafood. It's Let's get some, ooh. No, uh, pasta. Yeah, like some chickpea we'll pasta. Talk about it. you got to try the wild mushrooms first. I guess you're right. you got to try the. But I have heard that Colorado porcinis are, like, when you get a good one, like, they are incredible. Yes, I'm on like, the hunt for the good ones. a lot of the articles I was reading about them, they're, like, they have said, yeah, they've said, like, some of them you'll get, and, yeah, they're totally edible, but, like, they just, I mean, they're growing wild. They're growing out in nature. They're not all going to taste the same. You know, they're not They manu- taste like nature <laughs> is what they tasted like. Uh, I mean, the, uh, the, they were juicy, and they were good, and, but, yes, a lot of nature taste. Yeah. Thank you, Mother Mother Earth. Madre Earth. Earth from the planet Earth. From the planet Earth. 
so yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to is grounding, shooting weddings, and foraging and grounding. harvesting I mushrooms. Like every episode that we could put in the title like grounding. Well, you here. have when you live on the road, you've got to work a little bit harder to ground. It doesn't just. It doesn't come as just, naturally. There's not just the space isn't just there for you like endlessly on a day in and day out basis which is yeah so i think that's why it comes up in conversation so much because every time we move it's like we gotta i mean gotta find a way to ground connect to ourselves Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. also go forage (laughs) yes connect to yourself and go Go forage forage. that should be the title of this episode why did you have to say it in and grounding in (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay Cool. I don't know how to end it. Thank you so much for listening. What's up? Um, if you, hey, if you want to come out and forage with us, you let us better know. Hurry. Yes, that's true. Even though it could last till end of September. It could September, last till end of September, but it probably won't. Um, so yeah, come out. Let's. And, and if, if you, you don't, don't want to, if you don't want to eat them, I'll eat them. I'll be. I I'm obviously the guinea pig still, between the two yes, of us. Yeah, you I are. was willing to put my stomach. And physicality through the test today. Well, whether you am. whether you eat them or not, it's still just really, really you f- like feel this sense of magic as you're just like walking on this trail through the forest, and there's just like mushrooms just like popped up of all everywhere. different colors and sizes. Shapes. It feels like you're in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, literally, it's like, very cool. And then the cool thing is when you turn and like walk the other direction, you see a whole new <laughs> realm of mushrooms because yeah. you're they're like hidden on the other side yeah. of everything. It's They're very everywhere. magical. It's very cool. Whether you are into, you know, foraging and like harvesting them or not, just being in their presence and seeing them as you're walking is a really, really cool it is, experience. It is unlike, I mean, it is unlike anything I've seen before. Yeah. So I would like, if you can't come out here and meet us and do it, watch like, Fantastic Fungi. Watch Fantastic <laughs> Fungi. There we go. That's it. Okay. We love you and we will see you next time. And I might be giving you my porcini take, and maybe we will have tried it in some pasta. We'll see. Bye!